ain't scared of you motherfuckers. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. And New York, goddamn it, y'all motherfucking women look good. Y'all like a bacon and egg sandwich look good. But I love sex. I love it. Can't do shit no more. And I'm blessed. I'm big boned. I'm heavy structured. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Kick it! Leroy with my co-host this is Eli and we have a special episode for you today this is an episode where we're going to talk a lot about dicks, dicks. So, so if that rubs you the wrong way or ladies only or guys hey, or guys whatever your preference well, every, everybody's includes Di- we're trying to be diverse we're trying to represent a diverse orientation we're, we're trying well, to expand our demographic yeah there you go so if, you know, if you like hearing about dicks and you listen to this episode, you never listened to that episode before, you know, you, we're, yeah. we're the podcast for you. So Because who, who doesn't like dicks, right? Exactly. I mean, either you got one or you want one. Or oh. both. Okay. Or both. Yeah. Hey. It's, hey, it's 2018. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, we're probably going to get a lot of inbox messages this time. Uh, Eli, I'm going to let you open them up this time. Oh, Yeah. I'm okay. gonna just I'm gonna just give you a fair warning, Eli. Be careful what you open up because whatever you see can't be unseen. I'm the I'm the dick expert. I guess. you're the dick expert. This, this week. I'm the dick expert. Right. Oh, that, sound, that, that sounded wrong. Yeah. Dick expert. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking of a title. I'm thinking that this title will be the Doomsday Cock or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wah 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 wah. <laughs> Thanks, folks. I'll be here all week. Try the view. Waka waka waka. <laughs> Fuck, let's get to the show, man. Can we start with the uh, box office <laughs> box office numbers? <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else with that. Uh, so the box office numbers we have, we got... Uh... All right, Eli, give it to me. What do we have? I heard Eli Roth finally got a, finally got a hit. Uh, house with the... What's it called? House How? with a clock in, in its, its walls. walls. What the fuck? I've never heard it's, of that shit. It's, it really? It's Eli Roth, uh, his, his first PG rated family film now eli what? roth yeah eli roth is known for making horror films like hostile and cabin fever and that piece of shit green inferno um but this is his first oh I, foray. I say, uh, uh eli. eric like green inferno oh he did oh yeah yeah, yeah he like yeah, yeah he, he, he has like this amazing talent of like Liking crappy movies. Yeah, like, like you argue and, for two and hours. And then shitting all over yes, good yeah. ones. Yeah, right. I mean, and he shits all over classics like The Godfather. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Shout out but to the yeah, 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 what up, man? Big up to Eric. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Eli Roth, yeah, he, um, he, he makes horror movies, but this is his first uh, attempt at a family-friendly PG-13 movie. 
um, I guess it's yeah, it's about this kid, a little kid who lives in a house with uh, his warlock aunt and witch aunt and uncle or something. I don't know. I don't. I, I guess it's a book. It's an old fairy tale book. So, but um, my kid is interested in seeing it. So I'll probably have to eventually see it at some point. But I heard it. People are going out and seeing it. So good for him. <laughs> yeah, good for Eli Roth. I mean, I really don't care for his movies too much. But, hey, I'm not mad that he's, you know, at the top. Uh, yeah. We never did. See, whatever happened to Death Wish? Oh, that's right. He did make Death he Wish. He did make Death Wish. It came and went. Yeah, I saw, and I saw it. <laughs> you saw it? I did see it. Okay, I didn't know I, you saw it. What I mean, was it anything compared to the first one? No, I thought it was a big pile of meh. No, okay. you know, <laughs> well, like most movies, but at least did it kind yeah. of follow the storyline of the first one? It's yeah, it's the same premise, you know. Um, it's just it, I, I I wanted more. I guess I just wanted more. It it seemed like it was it was it was afraid to go where it wanted to go because it was afraid it was going to piss people off about the gun issue which is weird because the first movie didn't give a shit no you know it it went went head on with it you know talked about the uh pussy ass liberals we like our guns the movie was basically pro guns the movie was talking about how he kept shooting minorities the movie went there you know yeah well the original movie came out in the 70s and there was a big crime you know way going on in the country so you know that was an issue you know crime street crime violent crime so protecting yourself was your God-given right? You know, it was before a lot of people. We didn't have the mass shooting, uh, you know, thing well, going on. It didn't back make then. the news like it did. It does. Yeah, you know, it was a very freak occurrence. Like the guy who shot up the tower in Texas was like, you know, one. <laughs> like that was like the only one for a long time. It was like a freak occurrence when that happened. Right. So, uh, not not as common as it is nowadays. So, yeah. yeah, good job for Eli Roth. I think we stood too long on a movie. Neither of us want us plan to see. Well, you plan to, but I don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Number two is a simple favor. That's that hot chick movie. I can't remember who's in it. I don't uh, know what that is either. You know, uh, I can't remember their names. Hot chick movie. Yeah, the two hot white chicks. I can't remember their names. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, number three, the nun, still hanging in there. Uh, number four, the predator. Ooh, slipping down. Wow. Yeah, that's, that was quick. Wow. So, hey, easy come, easy go. Uh, number five, crazy rich Asian, still hanging in there. Uh, number six, white boy Rick. Yeah. And number seven, we have peppermint. Number eight, Fahrenheit eleven nine. Oh, Michael yeah. Moore's. Right. Movie. So the sequel to Fahrenheit nine eleven. We're not going to go into detail about what 11.9 means. If you know, then you know. We'll just move past that. Uh, number nine, we have The Meg. And number ten. Really? Have, oh, shit. Still hanging in there. It's, it's, still it's, in the top ten. It's breaking in money. And number ten is Searching. Okay. So, like I said, the, the desktop horror movie. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Um, not really too interested in the movie. I guess Venom comes out a week now. And no matter the movie, doesn't matter whether the movie is good. Doesn't matter if it's complete shit, it will be number one. And it'll be the wow. movie everyone will talk about. Why? Because it's a Marvel movie, technically. Technically, yeah. Technically. So yeah. So we have to go with that. Uh moving past that, we can get right into the podcast. We can talk about Okay. Any mini mighty mo, Eli. Which one we want to talk about on here on the on the left? 
Um, are we okay? Like, who's Dick? Like, how many dicks are we talking about? Oh, uh, I haven't counted yet. But we're not gonna. T- <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about dicks just yet. Uh, is it is it the dick topic yet? <laughs> not yet. You gotta wait your turn. I know you're excited for this. <laughs> oh well, before we forget, before we forget this shit happened, let's talk about the Captain Marvel trailer. That's what I was saying. <laughs> let's talk about the Captain Marvel trailer. Let's go ahead and get it out. So apparently, because I almost forgot about. It. A lot of people, nobody's talking about the Captain Marvel trailer at all. It's it's interesting, even though you know it's done a lot of you know traffic on YouTube and stuff like that, and it's one of their highest moving traffic. But it's like it like came and it went just that quick. Uh, and the funny thing is, I think it had I think it re- premiered the day after we shot our podcast. So that's I why I just so, yeah. so. But a week in podcast lifetime is like. You know, a, a lifetime. An eternity. Yes. It's an eternity. It's like it, it move, move, new, news moves so fast. We don't have time to worry about stuff that happened six days ago. What? You know, an ocean of time. <laughs> right. But let's talk about this trailer. Um, Eli, I'm gonna let you talk. But what did what you think about the the Captain Marvel trailer? I thought it looked fine. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> I got no problems with it. Uh, I can't say. Uh, I I mean I've been. I've said this before. I'm not very well versed in cosmic Marvel. Yeah. You know, so I'm not too familiar with Captain Marvel's character, uh, you know, other than basic shit that, you know, she's basically like Supergirl, you know, or, or Goku or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She goes Super <laughs> you know? Saiyan at the end of the trailer, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, th- that's, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I really don't know the space side of Marvel other than. What happens in like Fantastic Four or whatever? When I, and that was when I was a kid. You know, I just wasn't a space Marvel guy, um, so I'm not too familiar with uh, the her backstory or what's going on. But I thought the trailer looked fine. You know, I mean, Marvel's got another another Marvel movie. You know, yeah, and it, it fits right into what they're doing, and I'm sure it's going to do fine. Yeah, you know? I mean, what the good thing about it, like I said, Captain Marvel is not a well-known character. People really don't know her. I got people calling me left and right. Who is this character? What she's about? What she's doing? What I need to know? Well, from what I've been seeing from the trailer, it, they're, they're changing up a lot of stuff of her backstory. So, I mean, it's it's some of the stuff that change. I mean, she still gets power from the crystal like that, but it seems like they're pretty much just throwing that shit out and pretty much telling their own story. So, I don't know what's going to happen when the movie comes. Uh, I saw the movie set in the 90s. They had a whole, whole, whole bunch of cool backdrops to it. They had the blockbuster video to let you know it's in the 90s, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. She was wearing like a 90s nails t-shirt. A lot of stuff we saw in the in the photos from last week. It's just We just see it in motion now, so it kind of you know paints a better picture. Basically, we get to see her in action, you know. Yeah. And that's the main thing. We see her go Super Saiyan at the end, you know, uh, Super Saiyan 3, 2, whatever it is. So that's pretty cool. She went full binary. And that's the thing. People complain about that. How is she the most powerful hero in the universe? That's supposed to happen. If she goes binary, she's the most powerful hero in Marvel because that's how it in the comics. She was so powerful, they basically took that power away from from her so she could be, you know, a regular hero because other than she was de- damn near godlike powers, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I do have some concerns, Eli. And I know people have a whole bunch of concerns because I feel like... I'll get, I'll get to it later on. I feel like since we've been so far removed away from the trailer that happened Monday or Tuesday, whatever like that, everybody is talking everything about this movie except about the movie and i'll get to that later on that's why i want to talk about the movie right now uh coolest part in there of course uh punching an old lady so that's always cool 
yeah. Oh, uh, of course, yeah, we know why people, she did it. Yeah, yeah, people made a big deal out of that. Like, oh my God, she punched a lady. I'm like, yeah, because she's probably not a, a little lady. Haven't you seen the Evil Dead? You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's in my fruits and the scary old lady trick. <laughs> right, and when we know, like you said, they're probably taking yeah. elements from the thing. You know, uh, what was that other movie? They. Oh no, yeah, yeah. They was about that. Was it They Live? The Roddy Roddy Piper movie. They Live was yeah. They Live. Um, there's a bunch yeah where uh, just yeah demons disguising or zombies or just yeah. ghosts disguising as old ladies. Yeah, so basically we get the body yeah, yeah. Uh, invasion of body snatchers yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and now, she's probably a scroll. Yeah. Right. And I'm pretty, yeah, 95% she's a scroll. 5% she's not. She's a punching old lady. Actually, <laughs> oops, my bad. <laughs> you know. Uh, but I did want to go into detail about that because I, after doing my review when or reaction when I did, I just remembered early in the 60s or 70s comics, a little stuff that I do know about Captain Marvel or Marvel or Marvel or Karen Davis, whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, she actually had a power called Cosmic Awareness. Now, what cosmic awareness is basically like spider sense times fucking 100. You know, mm-hmm. she can like sense shit and danger and stuff going on. And so what I'm thinking is if they keep that power in the movie, she could probably see them. Yeah. Like the scrolls probably can't hide from her. So that's one thing. That may be one of her superpowers. So if, if that is my superpower, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad they added that in there because it is a throwback there. Um, I do. Now, here's my concern about the movie. Uh, for one thing, and I know people talking about this, Samuel Jackson seems to be the star of this trailer. Then <laughs> Carrie Damon, it's like almost like featuring Captain Marvel. It, it feels like we're getting an Agents of Shield movie. You know, get starring Captain guess. Marvel. Yeah, that's what and it feels like. And it sounds like she's go- they're going back to where she didn't remember who she was or whatever. Like she obviously started out as an Air Force pilot and then went to space and then forgot. Well, see, that's con- that's convenient for us. That's convenient for yeah. the audience, because yeah. since she don't know, and we don't know, we can all learn together. So she's yeah. our point of view character in the movie. Yeah, just and have it, Sam Jackson just tell us tell us about it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and Sam Jackson just running off at the mouth and telling us everything. But that's what it seemed like. It seemed like like they're they're making an agency movie. We're learning how Shield came to be and how Samuel Jackson came into power and where Coulson came from and all these other. Ages of Shield folks start popping up shit like that, and where the scrolls came in, how he first got the idea for the Avengers. So it seemed like Captain Marvel, even though it's her name is on the movie poster, it seemed like she's just along for the ride. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Kind of like uh, I give you an example: Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, awesome yeah. movie, awesome, 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 awesome movie. But it almost feel like Mad Max in that movie was inconsequential. Like if you take yeah. him out of that movie. The movie plot still would have just went ahead and nothing would have mattered yeah pretty much he's he was just yeah he was just there um you were just there and it makes me it makes it seem like and from the trailer from when i'm seeing the movie like captain marvel is just there like this even though we get the because okay we got the kree but we already know the real threat is the kree scroll war and the war's gonna go on whether she's there or not yeah you know they're selling us on the scroll they're selling us on the shield they're selling us on kree they're selling us on sam jack selling us on Colson. Are you selling us on Captain Marvel? Not really. It's, I've said it last week. I said it weeks before. It feels like Marvel doesn't really have faith in Captain Marvel as a character, so they're throwing all this other shit in as a distraction. Like, yeah. okay, if you don't like her, go see it for this. You know. Yeah. It's, it's not it like, for, yeah, you know, it's not it, like Black Panther where you stuck him in Wakanda. It wasn't like Black Panther was surrounded by Shield and and Bucky and 
Cap and whatever the fuck else. It was just him. It was his story and that's it. Same thing with Ant-Man. It was in their own little pocket or whatever like that. With Captain Marvel, it just seemed like they're sticking her in somebody else's story. You know? Or like Wonder Woman, how she came from an island of Amazon women. You know? Right. And, and, you know, that, that had a message behind it. And here's right. the first female-led Marvel movie. And it, like... it, People keep saying it, but it's not really. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep saying it, but it's not. We we just had the first female Marvel-led movie two months ago, and everybody seems like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, that happened. <laughs> she was on the, the cover. If you watch the movie, she was the hero of the movie. Ant-Man was just there. He was just a passerby. Like, you could have took him out of the movie, and the movie just would have went on like it was before. Yeah, so, and they made, but they made such a big deal out of the Captain Marvel trailer. That said, "How did the the her or something?" And you see the hero and the, the her, her, and then, then they added the hero. O, and, and that yeah. triggered everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad it did because it's You're funny. Right. <laughs> the usual suspects, and and, and yeah. you know, like these comic games, folks. I go on YouTube and I and I see the the same people that's trashing all the comic books and the Mockingbird, asking about my feminism, you know, covers. Oh, they're going to town on this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, about, but the thing is, it doesn't work that well. The bullshit you pull in works in comics because nobody read comics. So you can dominate that medium. Movies, you can't because everybody looks at movies. Yeah. And so and at the end of the day, people just want just a good movie. You know, I don't think this is going to be, you know, uh, a, a feminist movie. You know, where she's just going about how she's a strong, independent woman. and She can take care of herself. I don't think she's going to do that stuff in the movie. Yeah, I think they're just trying to sell it, like they're try- like Wonder Woman, like how they tried to sell Infinity War, like Black Panther two. You know, they're just like, oh shit, everyone likes Black Panther. Well, let's 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 emphasize Black Panther in the trailer of Infinity War. Right, and and yeah. Wonder Woman, I think, did sell on that feminist angle. You know, they had the yeah. whole thing about how we're not going to let men in for the theater for the first. I wonder if they're going to do that with Captain Marvel. Hell no. Hell no, they, they got money to make. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, Eli, you know what angle I've been seeing Marvel has been taking on that? I don't think they're selling the woman or the female or the feminist aspect of Captain Marvel as hard as they go. I think they're actually selling it more on the military aspect. Yeah. Because it, it releases in March. Some, well, actually, the trailer released on something that has something to do with the military. I think the yeah. Air Force anniversary or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, or something. So I think they're I think they're going that angle more than the the feminine angle because I think because since Wonder Woman popped that cherry, they can't go back to that well anymore. Yeah. Kind of like you make a cyborg movie. You can't say the first black DC superhero. We saw Black Panther. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about cyborg. <laughs> oh. No. oh, now let's get to the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, okay. I want to say all the good things about the trailer and what I saw about the trailer. So let's talk about everything not about the trailer that people are pissed off. Uh, well, actually, we just talked about it. I just thought about it. We all talked about it all at one time. Basically, how these assholes are saying it's a feminist agenda and stuff like that. Get over it, man. Just get over it. Quit being mad because they're shoving this feminist agenda. They turned Captain Marvel into a woman and they're shoving it down our throats. Newsflash, you fucking assholes. Captain Marvel hasn't been male since the 80s mm-hmm. captain marvel has been female for the last 30 years captain marvel carol danvers is not the first female captain marvel there was one before her which monica rambo was back in the 80s the marvel that everybody keeps talking about that everybody wished it was in the movie he's been dead since the 70s so 
there's no read that obviously anybody talking about that shit doesn't read comics yeah they're just making up bullshit just to fit some some kind of crazy ass agenda because yeah, even and, if we just go by captain marvel she's been captain marvel since what 2012 or some shit yeah and you could also not have to watch it <laughs> that too I mean, oh, <laughs> you know boycott what I mean? it. if you want to boycott it boycott it who gives a fuck well it's like mock the mockingbird comic they asked me about my feminist agenda i didn't read it <laughs> not because it wasn't i mean i not because it was about feminism or anything. I just I am not a fan. Oh, it was you know? heavily about feminism. Yeah, and I, I didn't. <laughs> I, 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 I figured. <laughs> I figured it would, but I was like, I don't know. I'm not a Mockingbird fan. I got a bunch yeah. of other shit I need to read. I, I whatever. I yeah. didn't read the female Thor. I don't even read the male Thor because <laughs> I didn't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sexist Eli. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> you don't like Thor because he's a man. Yeah. I, <laughs> you're racist. You're, you're reading, uh, <laughs> you, read, you, read, you read Miles Morales, though, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, people just getting bent out of shade. At the end of the day, it's just going to be a Marvel movie. We've yeah. seen these movies left and right. We know we can probably tell from that trailer everything's gonna happen from beginning to end. At the same time, just go and just enjoy it. I mean, every every movie's not Schindler's List, you know. It and it doesn't have to be. And if you don't like something, don't read, buy, or watch it. Right. You know, you, you don't, don't bitch about it until it changes into something you do like. You know. Right. Down I'm, I'm, with you know, CaptainMarvel.com and shit like that. I mean, you're talking to a metalhead here. Most of music. I don't like, but you don't sit me. I, I fuck. Oh, uh, uh, I, you know, Rihanna doesn't sound like what I like. So I'm going to, I'm going to write her a bunch of me- fucking letters and bitch at her until she makes music that I like. No, I don't do that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I go find what I do like. <laughs> exactly. It, it's easy to find stuff you like instead of bitching about stuff you don't like. Yeah. You know, and if you don't like Captain Marvel that much, yeah, exactly. Just exactly what Eli said. Vote, vote with your wallet. Yeah. Stay at home. I still never read a Captain Marvel book. <laughs> I only reason I read a Captain Marvel book, well, I never read a Captain Marvel book, but I read a Miss Marvel book. That's only because it was yeah. tied into Dark Reign and some evil supervillain took over power, some shit. I, that, what, yeah, fuck I, ever. I, don't know. I, I read, I, at, out of curiosity, I read Kamala Khan. <laughs> and then I, and I ended up getting into it for a while. And I followed her for a while, for about a year. I, I was like, I, wow, this this was a lot of fun. And I, then I you know, then I didn't care after one. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I just remember why I don't read Captain Marvel or even like Captain Marvel. Because Marvel has been shitting on Carol Danvers for like 50 years. Remember, that? they they ever do all kind of fucked up shit. Remember, uh, okay, I'm going to go down the list. I was going to write an article about this, but I'm going to make a list about all this. First off, Civil War II. Oh, yeah, Every I didn't fucking that. thing she did in that bullshit and put Tony Stark in a, in a coma. <laughs> so let's rewind a little bit bit time before that when uh she got fired from the avengers by tony stark for drinking on a mission so she was so drunk tony stark who's an alcoholic fired her from the avengers that's two uh another one rogue oh <laughs> anyway, everybody's just waiting for this shit people don't even care about captain marvel She's like when is rogue showing up so she can just put her ass in a coma you know, this one, and the whole reason because that because Marvel wanted to kill her off because in the seventies she was raped by her own son in a stupid ass Avenger story. That's wow, that's up. That sounds fucked up. That is really fucked up. But this is comics. 
You can get yeah, away with that shit. No one cares. Are they going to put that in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about my feminist agenda. <laughs> Honestly, Eli, I have a theory about that. I have a theory about that. Why some stupid ass writer back in the 70s made Captain Marvel break by her own son. Because Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, has always been a symbol for feminism. You know, now, if you thought feminism was, people hated feminism now in 2018, imagine an all-male writing team opinion on feminism back in the 70s. So, me personally, I think they used Carol Danvers as a punching bag to say what they thought about feminism. Okay. You know, because she was all that. She was all about herself, and she's an independent woman, and she don't need no man, and she can get any man she wants to. Hey, Wonder Woman. Uh, hey, uh, Wonder Man, you over there, you big buff dude. I want dick. Let's go. You know, and she just would just do that shit. You know, all of a sudden she just got pregnant. You know, she don't know how she got pregnant. She got pregnant with her own son. She fell in love with him. He had sex with her again because he was mind controlling her. Some weird King the Conqueror bullshit. And eventually, just like okay. Have fun, Carol Danvers. You you have fun with your son, and y'all go make some more fucked up babies. So I'm like, what kind of story is this? And I think that whole thing was because about how these how these male writers back in the '70s felt about feminism. You know. Oh, and another thing about it, another reason these these asshole fanboy nerds don't like this movie is because of Brie, Brie Larson. Because oh, really? she is super opinionated on Twitter. Oh, I, yeah. See, yeah, I, I, should, I should be following Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you see this shit on Twitter. She just, she's always saying fucked up shit. For instance, here's another fucked up thing she said that she really pissed these guys off. Now, have you noticed the trailer how she has this same exact expression on her face the entire time on every single scene? Oh, yeah. I, I saw people bit like the Zoolander. The Zoolander same, shit, yeah. The, the same face expression. Right. <laughs> the blue steel the face. Maxim or whatever. Right. <laughs> so she has some kind of a... So somebody on Instagram put a fake smile on her face or something like that. Like, see, that's much better. So she got pissed about that shit. shit. So she went on Instagram and posted all the other Marvel superheroes like Captain Marvel, uh, Captain America and Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Hulk and put smiley faces on them and see, see, that shit doesn't work, you know. And of course, that made them get pissed off. So, so she's getting this this fanboy war with these guys and it's, it's not ending well. We'll see how it goes. Captain Marvel. I, Marvel, I wish, I wish, you know, to, to trolls, I mean, yeah, I wish, like, Facebook wouldn't block you, like, if you just put some porn as a troll. You know what I mean? Right. Because <laughs> every time someone starts bitching at me, I like, uh, you know, uh, you know, on trolling, I just like, what if I just put a big picture of a dick? Right? <laughs> just reply and just put, you just looked at a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Our first dick topic. Yeah. More to come. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, yeah, just make them laugh and then just laugh. Haha, I made you look at a dick. <laughs> you want to reply to me again? Because I got another. I can post another one. Just, just keep posting dicks. Every, every reply, just post a dick. You know, it's probably you know? some twelve-year-old. You know, and somebody's gonna just walk past looking at it. Like, what are you looking at dicks for? <laughs> I got a whole shitload of dick memes saved on my phone, <laughs> ready to troll against these motherfuckers. <laughs> but you can't do that on social media because you'll get like banned. I wonder and shit. why. <laughs> They just want dicks everywhere, you know. Oh man, remember MySpace when you could do that shit? You knew that wasn't gonna last. When the, when the wild, wild west days of the internet, where anything <laughs> you get goes. Away with anything. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right, we can get past this topic. We can talk about another topic since no one gives a shit about Captain Marvel anyway, which we should have actually led with this next topic, which is the Joker. Okay. Okay, so we can talk about the Joker. We can talk about Joaquin Phoenix. Now, like I said, Eli, you are a bigger Batman fan than me. What do you <laughs> think about this? And I'll give my two cents after that. Um, I really don't have an issue with it. Um, I saw the pictures last week. And I was like, okay. Um, well, we talked about it last week. Well, we, we talked about it, but we didn't see him in Joker makeup. We just saw him yeah. walking around like a dude. Yeah, we saw him, uh, and I'm just like, well, for one thing, it's not a Joker movie I asked for, but I guess if they're going this direction, I'm a little interested. You know, when I saw when I saw the the camera test with the with the music, they had the Guess Who song, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, this uh, this looks a Scorsese esque. You know, if it's gonna they're go if they're doing like this crime noir mobster film with the as uh, uh, you know the early days of the Joker. This this sounds interesting, so I'm a little intrigued. Um, yeah, I know people are freaking out because the Joker is wearing clown makeup. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> Ronald McDonald, <laughs> like a fucking Ronald McDonald horror movie. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, it, it, he's a clown. <laughs> I get it, but he, 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 I understand he's a clown, but at the same time, the Joker looks has a certain look. He just doesn't look like Bozo the Clown. You know, it's a crazy killer. You know, he doesn't look like the It Clown. You know, he well, has like, his own look. Well, like. Oh, like, did they want like Cirque du Soleil clowns, like elaborate clown <laughs> costumes? I don't know what they. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. That's the thing. It just. It just felt like I felt like they were on set and like we're making a Joker movie. And Jeff Johns came on there. Okay, I got these comics. I got the Killing Joke. I got Batman the End. Read these comics, and then you can find out more about the Joker and see what direction you want to go. And like, okay, cool. And as soon as he left set, they threw that shit in the trash. <laughs> Like, okay, let's do our own fucking movie. This is what the fuck we're going to do. And he saw, I don't know, he ate a Happy Meal or some shit. They were like, you know what would be cool? We made Ronald McDonald a fucking serial killer. Let's do it and call the Joker just to sell more tickets. Let's do it. And that's what I feel like they're doing. Now, at the end of the day, am I going to see the movie? Am I going to bitch like these, you know, soy boys talking about Captain Marvel? No. I'm going to see the movie. Fuck it. I mean, because I'm looking at the talent behind the movie. Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, Mark Scorsese is somewhere on set doing something. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's still doing it. I heard he might have. I don't, I don't know. I might, well, I have to look that up. Yeah, I mean, I heard but either like, way, it's either way, it's inspired by. It's like I'm like especially with this the song, yeah. you know, because Martin Scorsese has a knack for putting the most fucked up music during the most fucked up scenes in his movies. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, like if they're doing like a taxi driver version of the Joker. That you got me, like <laughs> I'm sold. So, um, yeah, I'm like, I still think we're too early to tell. This is just the first footage. We don't know what what context this is in. We haven't seen a trailer yet. But um, but I I I'm a little interested. I'm more interested than I was now now because I, I I think the simple clown makeup is a little creepy looking. That it's just. That he does, he has, he's not in prosthetics. He doesn't have scars or any of that shit. Not yet. We don't know what this is yet, or what type of, what what timeline this is yet. So well, we it's um, in the eighties. I can say the eighties. I mean, like where where in the like? I mean, I know Thomas Wayne is in it, so obviously Batman is still a boy. So <laughs> this is going to be like way early on in the Joker's life. So I think it's. We're probably going to see the prequel and maybe how he ends up becoming the Joker. Maybe. I don't know. Um, 
I don't know. All I know is like everybody bitched every every time a Joker comes out, everybody bitches about it. You know, everybody bitched about Heath Ledger when they saw him. Everybody bitched that Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker back then. And now everybody now he's he can, he's like everyone's gold standard now. I mean everybody bitched about Jared Leto. For good reason. And <laughs> And now everyone's saying how great he is. Yeah, I want a joker, not Lil Wayne. What the fuck was he doing? <laughs> yeah. And, I don't know, I mean, and everybody's saying, oh, Joaquin well, Phoenix will at least be better than Jared Leno. I mean, is that is that the bar we're setting now? He's better than Jared Leno? That's that's what we're doing? Yeah, and Jared Leno didn't... And the thing about, for me, with Jared Leno is... And one of the, my issues with the Suicide Squad is... You didn't get. He didn't have enough screen time. Like I didn't get. There wasn't enough Jared Leto Joker for me to really form an opinion about. I formed <laughs> an opinion. I like he had enough screen time. <laughs> you know, he just didn't have me. a scene. He didn't have like a scene that defined his Joker. You because know? his Joker was all over. He didn't have a defining moment with the Joker. His Joker was all over the place. He was overacting. Yeah. He was trying too hard. It wasn't natural. I can tell in the very scenes that he was in. So I'm like, yeah, cut all that shit he was in. He's not a good joker. Yeah, well... The guy who got them was better. Shit. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that was the movie's fault. They should have gave the Joker a scene for him to showcase what he can do. Jared okay. Leto. And I, I wish we quit using the uh, Heath Ledger excuse, like, we should give everybody a chance. Heath Ledger this, Heath Ledger that. Yes, Heath Ledger was an awesome joker that everybody thought was bad. But most of the time, when people are miscast as roles, they're usually terrible at the roles to begin with. Do I have to bring up Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> Do I have to bring up Nick Cage as Ghost Rider? I mean, these are bad choices to begin with. So we know when we get the, the entire cast of Fan Four Stick, you know, we know this shit is bad when it starts. So just because of one instance where it was good, doesn't mean we should just give everybody a chance. No, some shit just look bad, just looks bad. And Heath Ledger's dead. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to break that news to y'all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a great performance, but that's it. You know, you want you want this shit, we, you got to find somebody else. You know? <laughs> somebody else got to play the role. I, I get it. Somebody else got to yeah, play the role. You know what I'm saying? Oh, because that's what I see on the comments. Oh, Heath Ledger's, no one's will be ever be better than Heath Ledger. Oh, like he's still alive. Like, right. no. <laughs> that's it's all you're old, getting out of It's the old Tupac and Biggie argument. People <laughs> saying they're the best when it's been better rappers coming around, but they can't say it because it's those guys. So, yeah, it's the same argument. I mean, when, you, when you're dead, you're immortal. You know? I just like I'm for me. It's just more like it's just the the, the over bitching about every little thing is just really starting to wear on me. You know, <laughs> after after Star Wars, after the, my Christmas was ruined by Star Wars fans, I've been like Jesus. We we live in such an amazing time where we got all this cool shit, and everybody complains about it. <laughs> what the hell? Do you remember us growing up as kids in the eighties? Yeah, we used to love that shit. Anytime we, some of that shit, came we loved out. everything that came out. Right. You know, we had all these cool movies, and we love. Sure, we love some more than others, but we still like pretty much everything. You know, I thought War Games was cool, and I thought Daryl was kind of cool too. Not as cool as War Games, but still kind of cool. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I you know Goonies was cool, and and and. Our explorers was cool too and 
You know, it's just we had all these cool shit and we never complained. We never, I, I don't think I ever complained about any movie saying how much it sucked and I can't stand that. <laughs> like, right. we're you so spoiled these days. Or you loved it or you was like, it's okay, but I still enjoy yeah. my time. Like, people will complain about a movie they actually like. People complain about a movie they've seen five <laughs> times. Yeah, I know. Like, why yeah. are you complaining about a movie you saw five times? If you hate the movie, yeah. a lot of times you just stop it in the middle of it. You know. Yeah. Last Jedi is the shittiest Star Wars movie ever made. I saw it ten times. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Yeah. I, so, I'm like, hey, we got a Joker movie, all right? <laughs> but nobody asks for it, Eli. That's my thing. <laughs> I, I do understand that. But still, we got a joke. They're making a Joker movie. <laughs> They're making Joker movies. That's another movie. fucked up part about it. They just, I just saw some shit about Jared Leno saying, oh, they're getting ready to shoot their movie. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Watch this turn watch this movie turn out to be the best fucking comic book movie WB's make has ever made. <laughs> and you know what? I would I wouldn't put it past. Like I said, the talent on this movie yeah. is something. So that has me interested. You know, that I mean, people were, yeah. People bitched about BVS two years ago. Now everyone's like, Oh, release the Snyder cut. <laughs> Jack Snyder is a G they've ruined his genius. His genius? What the fuck? <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. oh man, I hate everybody. I hate all of you listening. All full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs> I hate the comic book bullies. They just insult fans. <laughs> Boycott bomb comic book bullies. Oh. <laughs> if we were so lucky. <laughs> all two of y'all. <laughs> right. Please don't stop listening to us. Please. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sorry, so let's go past this. Like I said, we're going to speed up time a little bit. Let's just go to the video game section. Sure. I'm pretty sure we skipped over a bunch of shit, but fuck it, let's go. Okay, video game section we're going to talk about. I heard, I know a lot of you have heard about some new stuff that PlayStation has going on down the pipeline. And, of course, one thing I did want to bring attention to you that they have the PlayStation Classic coming out. PlayStation Classic uh, is a miniaturized version of the PlayStation 1. It's just like the, the Nintendo Classic and the N- N- SNES Classic where you can play, like, mini games on it stuff like that. And it's going to come preloaded with 20 games on it. Now, they haven't released the games of all this on it, but I'm going to try to name some off the top of my head. You have uh, Wild Arms. You have Ridge Racer Type 4. You have uh, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, you have Tekken 3. And you have... Fuck, I'm forgetting the last game. Fuck it. Who cares? It was some shit I didn't care about. So, Tekken 3 might, was one of my favorite games of all time. That's it. I'm going to get to that in a second. Tekken 3, I, Tekken 3 is my religion. But I'm going to get to that in a second. All right. Please don't be dumb enough to buy this system. Don't do it. Don't be a dumbass. I'm telling you. Now, I try to tell you not to buy Nintendo, but you bought the Nintendo anyway. I, I'll excuse that. You bought the SNES. I'll excuse that. This shit, do not buy this because you're a dumbass. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. This system is $100 for 20 games. And you, they're not planning on releasing any more games for it. So $20 for 100 games for a system that came out 20 years ago? What the hell? I'm going to give you a life hack. Everybody listening right now, I want you to gather around because I'm going to give you a life hack right now. Take that $100 and go buy a used PS3. That's what you do. You guys get it less than $100. Now, I'm going to let you know one more thing about a PS3. Every single PS3 that has ever been made can play a PS1 game. And Blu-rays. And Blu-rays. <laughs> for less than $100. You don't, and the games are not hard to find. Every game that I just named that you can get, 
they actually sell them on PSN store. You could just pay money for them and just get them. Tekken 3, Wild Arms, Ridge Racer 4, whatever the fuck. You can just download them to your PlayStation 3 and just play them. You ain't even had to do a PlayStation 3. Get a PSP. That shit that nobody bought that just died because Nintendo DS just killed it. Buy that shit. Play it on that. You can actually walk around with that portable. That's yeah. better than this piece of shit that they're selling now. So... Be smart with your money. But I, I know I'm just talking to deaf ears. I know I'm just following deaf ears. Nobody's listening to me. I am screaming into the void. I'm yelling at a wall. You're going to buy me? this shit. Yeah. You, Sony you, ain't going to sponsor us, so fuck it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to scalp this shit. They're going to sell it for $500 on eBay during Christmas time because nobody's fucking listening to me. I hate you. All of you listening. All Both of you. <laughs> Uh, what, oh, some other good news. Now, this is actually some interesting news about PlayStation that I actually did like that they actually plan on doing that they should have done to begin with. PlayStation Now has been updated. It's the streaming service they have where you can play games on the PC. You can play older games, the one, games that I just named. You can play them now. Now you can actually download those games and you can play them offline. That's the PS2 games, PS3 games, and the PS4 games. So that means that if you're playing, you have to worry about lag. So like this, you're playing like a fighting game, you don't have to worry about this stuff because some of those games were unplayable if you had a, a terrible internet. But now you can play them. So good job on Sony. So they did one good thing, one fucked up thing. So I give them about a 50-50, you know, this time. I wonder if I got that. No, you don't have it because you got to pay for that shit. I got, well, I, I got PlayStation View. That's how I watch my TV. Okay. So, so I wonder, yeah, I, that's I wonder if I have that shit. PlayStation View is good. They're competing with, you know, the streaming service going on right now. If you got, like, a Fire Stick or something, definitely look into that. Uh, no, PlayStation Now is something completely different. Uh, I think it's, like, $10 a month or something. You know if you had it. thing I like about PlayStation Now is that you can play the games on PC. So, even if you have, like, a little laptop, you lag in a PlayStation Now, get your Sony controller, bam, 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 play the games, and you're good to go. Now, you were talking about play, uh, Tekken 3. I had another oh, yeah. point, but I'm going to come back to Tekken 3. Because, like I said, Tekken 3 was my religion. I played that game every single day. Survival mode, people knew about me. I, I had the game in college. They knew about me. <laughs> like, do not play him at Tekken 3. <laughs> he will embarrass you. So, my thing is, people are so nostalgic for Tekken 3, but Tekken has been the same exact game every single year. So, why would you scout with the urge for Tekken 3 when you can get Tekken 5, Tekken 6, Tekken 7? It's basically the same fucking game with new graphics. So why would I sell my soul to go back and play Tekken 3, which has worse graphics, less balanced gameplay, less characters, less moves? Why? When I get the new shit out, I don't. I don't get that. Why would like? It's like it's like getting Madden almost. Like they have Madden 2019 out. Why would I scour the earth in search for Madden 2008? Why? You know, that's my thing. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about horse testicles now? Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I like Tekken three too. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tekken three is an awesome game, it really is. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not going all about the way just to play that game. So now, horse testicles. Like I said, next part, of, well, not really, not really dicks. Testicles not, and dicks. Are two video games? Okay. We're still on video okay. games. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Video game dicks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what you thought I was talking about some other horse testicles? I, I thought we were moving on to disc, di, not a disc, dick, dick, dicks. But I, but I forgot we about. There. I thought we were moving. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about this. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. For some reason, Red Dead Redemption comes out next month, 
and they have some big deal going on right now about uh horse testicles apparently they change in the weather they have they have posted pictures and videos of the trailer and you can actually see like the horse balls you know dragging and swinging while the horse is going i'm like why did you spend that much time making horse testicles yeah or why or why did you spend that much time looking at him to find this out right <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's twitter you, you, this stuff just comes at you so like damn man yeah. so nothing you can do i just i don't know uh last thing i want to talk about the video game because a lot of video game shit i want to talk about and eli actually you're an expert on this i'm gonna defer to you on this oh yeah okay so like i said this is the dealing with devil may cry five Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we got a lot of stuff going on with Devil May Cry 5. Uh, apparently, they released a trailer. They had the Tokyo Game. That's the reason we got talking so much about the video game shit right now, because they had the Tokyo Game Show happen this week. So, a lot of news stuff dropped. A lot of stuff I'm just passing by, but one thing was about Devil May Cry. And Devil May Cry uh, had a trailer come up. They actually had to cut the trailer hard because the song that they had released for the trailer apparently somebody in that band that hit with a sexual allegation uh eli take it away that's pretty much all i got on that well i guess the band is called suicide silence mm-hmm. um a band i'm not a fan of but it, they're pretty big as far as like uh the the death core scene the you know which i it's pretty like like mall metal hot topic metal like, yeah, like accessible co- metal yes yes you know metal that metal for like guys kids, that don't like metal kids yeah basically you know the kids are into like a lot of kids are songs singing songs about ex-girlfriends and shit songs about pussy and it's just you know whiny whiny dudes screaming about you know breaking up shit you know <laughs> and um not a fan. I'm an old, yeah, I'm an old dad. They call me, yeah, the, the shit I listen to, They the, these kids these days call it old dad metal. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a dad, I'm a dude, I don't bitch about women. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about and your feelings my, and yeah, metal. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, my, my, the metal I listen to has th- more things to say <laughs> than, than crying about some chick who broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah so i'm not a fan of this band um that's about all i can say so if they if and, and fuck this guy if he's a if he's a pedo so right, like <laughs> gives me another like... reason not to like this band right. fuck him and all the fans that enable them so fuck <laughs> off <laughs> it's all your fault <laughs> so yeah but hey but i'm excited for the cry five that's me <laughs> I, yeah i might get that when it becomes when it's when it costs twenty dollars in oh, three I, years, yeah, I get it because like I say it's a simpler game. You just you got you got to get your money's worth of it. But I'm excited. You know, I've been waiting yeah. for a good Devil May Cry. Damn, the last one came out like the last one I liked was like 2006. Was yeah, it? it's been a while. Oh, I was I was playing Devil May Cry too. I mean, yeah, I was into that shit for a while before my kid before I had kids and I couldn't really play games as much as I used to. But that was one of my faves. I I love that game. Especially two, two was a. I was really into two. Um, just how badass he was, and then of course on Marvel versus Capcom when you can play Dante. Right, he's I mean, on there, and they got Virgil on there also. You can play as both of them, and yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a dope ass game. So, Love that shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we can move on to the next part of the podcast. This is the bread and butter. We were just gonna talk about dicks, 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 dicks all day long. This is the part you guys were waiting for. <laughs> 
And like I said, Eli, I guess I go first. I, even though we both read the book, I guess we can talk about the book. Whatever. Uh, are we good? Oh, okay. You talking about Dad? Yeah. Are we going to talk about let's Okay. Talk about yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about Batman Damned, or a, AKA Batman's Dick starring Batman. <laughs> Ain't that some sad shit? Right. <laughs> I've been looking on Twitter. This shit is hilarious, man. All of these uh, uh, comic store owners, yeah. they just been having these stories about, no, we don't have the comic with Batman's dick in it. <laughs> yeah. sold and, the fact, and the fact that it's bigger, like it's mag, like the size of a magazine, right. it's bigger. Like, big, <laughs> like the size of this thing. It's big. It's <laughs> thick. It's longer. You see how so much girth to this book. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, let me let me just break down the story. Let me get right into it. And this is a, actually a dense story in it too. Uh, well, basically, what happens is the book opens up. Batman wakes up in an ambulance, actually bleeding, bleeding out actually from his sides, from his ribs. He don't know how he got there. The ambulance is getting ready to take his mask off. He wakes up, beats up the uh, the ambulance guys, gets away to the hospital, and, and you know he goes in an alleyway and he passes out. You know, trying to call Alfred to get to him. And somebody walks to him while he gets there. We get this flashback or some scene about this, how Batman falls off or jumps off a bridge and lands into a water where normally when you jump into water, it's supposed to kill you, but somehow he doesn't die. He uh, crawls up from, he swims up from the river and he sees like his parents or some shit like that. But anyway, he wakes up and he looks up and it's not Alfred sitting there waiting on him. It's actually John Constantine looking at him. And he was like, well, sorry, you couldn't call your butler. He's not here right now. So Constantine takes him back to his place, patches him up. I guess he does like some magic, some shit like that. So Batman's no longer bleeding out. He's back to normal. Constantine trying to get him up to speed about what's going on. Like, yeah, uh, the Joker's dead. He was found in the bottom of a river. And Batman like that same river. I recognize that river. I was at that river. He's like, that's the problem. We need to find out what happened. Like, did you kill Joker? Did somebody else kill Joker? We need to find out. So while he's sitting there talking stuff like that, you know, Batman does his thing. He sneaks out and stuff like that. So Batman prowls the city trying to find out more information. He finds Gordon. Gordon is talking to this crazy dude that said he saw what happened. He saw how the Joker got, got killed. And he's trying to tell Joe, uh, Gordon, like, why don't you believe me? You're like, because I think you're crazy. But guess what? He has some answer for it. So he points up. He sees Batman. The guy gets scared. He runs off. Batman chases after him. But somehow he outruns Batman or some shit. That's the part that kind of got me. I didn't understand that, but whatever. So, yeah. okay, Batman, so. you know, just goes back to the Batcave, and here's what happens. So, Batman is just, <laughs> takes off all the clothes, takes off his boots, takes off his cape, takes off his underwear, if he even wears underwear. I don't know. Just New 52, who knows. And he's just walking around, just swinging around. <laughs> swinging wherever you want to go. He walks into uh, the room with a whole bunch of bat suits in there and stuff like that, and... He tries to reach for the bat suit, but one of the bat suits tries to reach for him, tries to attack him, and he gets scared of some shit. Then he turns around, but the Batman bat suit wasn't there, so apparently he may have been freaking out, or maybe the bat suit was attacking him. He doesn't know. Um, Eli, what am I missing? Like I said, a bunch of shit happened in this book. Uh, well, then he's he's basically searching. He gets into the skies. He runs into Z- Zatan. It's basically just. Him trying to make sense of what's going on, you know that that's what it seemed like. It's like I got this ethereal quality where you don't know what's real and what's not. He's struggling to remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously injured and he was bleeding out. We don't know. And then you have Constantine in there, sort of helping him and guiding him. We don't know if. I mean, I got the sense that this might be all in his head. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, or maybe on his head, but at the same time, it was something else that happened in this book that was interesting to me. Uh, the flashbacks when he was with his parents. Yeah, and you it was, see that? Yeah, it's where it because he was with his dad on the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. And his dad was with a woman. That woman was not his wife. That's right, yeah. I, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so apparently... Thomas Wayne may have been into some other stuff, you know, and that's a, 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 a thing they never explored before, you know, they yeah. never explored that, you know, Thomas and Martha might have had marital issues, you know, because even one issue, I mean, even one part of the story is that Bruce is laying down in the bed and he hears them arguing in the next room, you know, you can't really make out what they're saying, but they're like really going at it. And, you know, and that, that witch, there's a witch in it. And, you know, that witch looked exactly like Enchantress from Suicide Squad. I thought it was the Enchantress. Well, that's the thing, because the Enchantress never looked like that in the comics. She only looked like mm-hmm. that in the movies. Yeah. But this is making her look like it in the movies. So we don't know who it is, but it looks awful lot like the Enchantress. And she's saying, uh, Bruce, I'm scared of you, or Bruce, I'll grant your wish, or something like that. And I have a theory, Eli. Yeah, I have Eli. I think this book is trying to imply that Bruce might have killed his own parents. Oh, really? Yeah. Or might have made some kind of deal or made did something mystical or supernatural to have his parents shot because of all the bullshit they were doing. His dad cheating on his mom, his mom always yelling his dad's like that. And maybe he was just sick of the shit. Maybe even on a subconscious level, he didn't even recognize it. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. I Okay. That's me. I may be completely off, but that's just the the sense that I got from it. Like he was making a deal with that witch, you know. Like I'm sick of my parents doing this shit. You know? Okay. So. Now I guess what I heard. Now this is what I heard. Um, after reading it, you know, I I heard that this is supposed to be a direct sequel to the Killing Joke, mm. and. And that in that killing joke, now they they left it up to interpretation, mm-hmm. but I think they're going on the. There's some people who have said that Batman kills the Joker at the end of Killing Joke, mm-hmm. and so this is supposed to take place right after that. Oh shit! Okay, okay. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I just thought about something. He says that joke at the beginning of this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says the joke about how they were going. It's all about falling. And pretty much that whole first part of it is about that. Oh damn, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and that that, that and the and this might be that's why I'm saying like whatever happened to him. Like this is this is some sort of like in and out of subconsciousness uh, thing going on in Batman's head. You know, he can't obviously can't remember. You know, and then you have, like I said, the whole got you know, you got dead man possessing bodies. You know, it's just got this whole, yeah, the whole afterlife thing. And that oh, some, and we didn't even talk about the very ending. Yeah. The very ending about uh, how for, because one thing Batman is hears on the news that the Joker's body has, is, is missing. Mm-hmm. You know, then he hears on the news about how a, a priest, a minister and a rabbi has been kidnapped. He like, oh. Well, it's got to be a joker. It's got to be a joke, you know. Yeah. So he goes to a church, but it's not Joker. It's it's Constantine. Yeah. And he sees Jesus Christ, uh, you know, the cross with the Joker makeup on him and ha 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 written all over the cross. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. some disturbing imagery right there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely a mystery going on, and Batman can't remember 
what's happening. So, um, yeah. But when I heard about that, that, that this is supposed to, like, if they're basically taking that theory and running with it, that Batman did kill the Joker at the end of Killing Joke. Hmm. And if, and this is a direct result of that. Um, so, I don't know. Um, well, what did you think of the book? <laughs> Let's go back. Okay, what did I think of the book? First off, the art is gorgeous. Oh, yes. Like, if I was just rating just the art by itself, five out of five, easily. Yeah. Not an issue. The story itself, I felt, was all over the place. Mm-hmm. It didn't really know what it wanted to be. Uh, it kind of kind of was tripping over itself it wanted to be so mysterious and so vague i didn't really get a sense of what's going on especially since it's a 50 pages you think okay eventually i'm going to get a sense of what's going on it never really felt like i got that it felt like it was just kind of throwing like shocking moments just to throw shocking moments at you instead of actually tying a complete narrative even if you're going to throw a mystery you still have to have a narrative to it yeah i mean yeah i thought it was like yeah it was going for this otherworldly ethereal quality to the story and you're not sure what's real or or what's in batman's head i mean he's struggling to remember what has happened i mean yeah the art is gorgeous i will agree with that but i thought yeah i thought the storyline was kind of kind of slow and 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 kind of wandering it didn't really like you said it didn't really you didn't really grasp what the narrative was supposed to be right and that they were just relishing and being dark and mysterious. Right. You I know? mean, it's different between, like, let's say go back to Doomsday Clock. When we rerun those books, yeah, those books are slow. But at least every one of those issues have a beginning, ending, you know, and middle to it. Yeah. Where this was just all over the place. You know? And I also found the writing to be a little a little challenging. Just just as how the narration and the dialogue were, like, grouped together. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you had John Constantine sort of narrating the story, and then you had these bits of dialogue, and it was getting just confusing. And I, I, after a while, I had to just write, okay, I'm going to read the dialogue, and then go back and read the narration. I had to, like, separate them just to get a sense right. of what was going on. Sometimes they feel like they would clash with each other instead of complimenting yeah, each other. Yeah, I was, I, was I was finding it hard to keep track of what was happening. Like, okay, what did this guy, what are they talking about again? Let me go back and <laughs> Right. <laughs> because, you know, they somebody would say something, and then... John Constantine would narrate all this poetic crap, and then I then someone else would say something. I'm like, what? Is, wait, what are they talking about again? Right. Because no. <laughs> it didn't feel like they were talking about what yeah. they were talking about now. Yeah, he's talking about how yeah. God is insane and he's making this plane. But what they got to do with yeah. Batman chasing after a crackhead? You know? Yeah. I don't know. So, so yeah. I mean, I give it a four out of five. Just, just yeah. Just out of that. I mean, I, I, I yeah. It is a great book to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I definitely thought it was worth the seven bucks. You know? Yeah. And it was um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that it picks up. I mean, storyline just picks up. Okay. And now back to the dick. Okay. okay. <laughs> My book didn't have it. Oh really? Oh, you went digital, didn't I you? I went digital. Yeah. Now I went digital. They have already took because that's another big controversy going on right now. People were protesting the book. People were mad about the book. Scott Snyder, who didn't even write the book, said he was getting uh, tweets from you know fourth graders or fourth grade teachers. Saying why is Batman's dick wigging around in, in this book and these kids are all talking about it, you know, so there's a big <laughs> shitstorm going on right now about that. Uh apparently you had you bought the book, right? You got dick in your book? I do have dick. I have you got dick. dick. Yeah, okay. there's a couple of dicks in there. Hang book. on to that dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I plan on it. <laughs> Putting it in a fucking glass case and shit. <laughs> dick in the that old Chris Rock joke. It's like a dick in a glass jar. In case <laughs> yeah. of emergency, break open glass. <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, uh, but I, the reason I'm saying it because I've already checked the price on uh, on uh, eBay. The dick books are already going for a hundred dollars. Well, cool. Well, All I got mine. Ready, so hang on to them. And the reason, and I I knew it was coming. I knew they were gonna take the dick out. So I, I know. I should have. I should. I think I thought if I'd bought the digital book at first, I felt like I still would have got short chain I would have bought that dick, and then they would have put some kind of patch in there, and took the dick out. Yeah, I or like in heavy metal, like like heavy metal will, uh, like just put a comic book or like a, you know, a, a a caption over it or like somebody like a word balloon. You know what I mean? Like some right. dialogue. That's what they used to do in their censored because the censored versions of uh, the newsstand were usually censored. Because I mean, I, you would still see nudity, but some of those stories in heavy metal were straight up like pornography. Right. You know, showed penetration and all that, and they would just cover up. You know, with dialogue or whatever, you know, but you could, you had the option of ordering the actual comic too, you know, and seeing the uncensored version and all that. So, I mean, for me, I mean, come on, we're adults, you know, right. it's a dick, who cares? And, <laughs> right. And and the thing is, like, this book is made for mature audiences. We yeah, should it's be called the Black. Like yeah. yeah, it's the Black Label, the launch of the Black Label. It's supposed to be for adults, you know. Right. I mean, you can't handle it. They're gonna fucking censor it. Oh, they already did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's that's what I'm mad about, man. I, I feel yeah. like I got short change, but but hey, it paid off for him. Like th- this dick is everywhere. For instance, when was the last time a comic book got this much attention? Yeah, I, other than just other than being like a sexist Frank Cho cop cover, right? Running him out of the business, something like yeah. that. Because <laughs> it's yeah. ha- as hard. As Comics Gate trying to be a thing, they've never made it past like the local, you know, comics news. This this bat dick is all over the place. The last time I heard some news that caught national uh, news was what Captain America the Nazi. No, yeah. Okay. Now here's what I think. Now it's a double edged sword, you know, putting dick in Batman's book. I think DC fucked themselves because not only did they put the dick in the book, they market it as the dick being in the book. If they would have just let it happen, yeah, nobody would care. Now, I want to say nobody would have cared, but it wouldn't have been this outrage that we got. Yeah, it would have just mean, been like okay, because they've had dicks in books before. Yeah. Now look, I'm not Dr. a dick historian. <laughs> I'm not a dick historian. Somebody sent this information to me. I didn't go through the. Ooh, let me find all the dicks in here. You know, the history of dick dumb. <laughs> right. But like we were just saying, Doctor Manhattan was in there. Yeah. There was no outrage over that. Uh, the Killing Joke. Jim Gordon's dick is out. Is it? Yeah. Damn. I, Go back and and there's and so much shit I just didn't get from the Killing Joke that everybody else does. <laughs> it was there. I saw it when it was first. I like is that his dick? <laughs> but yeah, but like I said, some weird shit in there. But and like I said, if they would have just came out with the book and just had it in there and it's a dick outline and he didn't market it as come see Batman's dick, you know, it wouldn't have been a big outrage. His book still would have sold. Because word of mouth would have caught on. Hey, I see Batman's dick. Come look at Batman's dick. Because this shit got so out of hand. I saw girls who never read comics talking about this shit. Like, they show Batman's dick. You know, like, what the fuck you know about this shit? Like, they knew about this shit before I did. <laughs> no. And, and, and it's sad that that's what's, that the dick is overshadowing the book. <laughs> you know what because I mean? it's just that huge. It's just, just yeah, fucking eclipsing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, 
have, have we gotten out all the dick jokes? Yeah. Or do we have some more? <laughs> I, left? I don't know, man. We, I think we got. I think we keep going. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I'm. You know. I'm just. You know, I can probably freestyle some more. But, <laughs> right. but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's sad that 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 they made such a big deal about it. <laughs> that you know that that it's that, you know they're not paying attention that 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 this is not a bad story you know it's right. it's you know this is a cool book it just happens to you know be for adults you know right. and if you went and i'm saying if you went to the store to buy this just to see batman's dick i'd be disappointed as hell but do you because know why it's so because it's the number one book selling yeah, this week because it's in the shadows you can barely see it you know yeah <laughs> but you know people yeah. are gonna put you know Bright lights on it and filters. Yeah, enhance it and they right. add they go, go into but Photoshop and, and add veins and, and hair and spike balls. And right. <laughs> porn hub somewhere, Batman's yeah. fan yeah. edit. Yeah, put Joker makeup on its head. Right. <laughs> Catwoman tattoo on it or some shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cock ring or some shit. I don't know what the fuck going on. Uh, but here's yeah. my thing about it. I do feel like there's a double standard on this. Because, okay, they, they took the dick out of my book, right? But they yeah. left his ass in there. Yeah. So he's just walking around, okay, dickless, like a Ken doll, but his ass just walking down to the back cave. But at the same time, okay, they marked the dick, and he took the dick out because it got this outrage. But just a few months ago, remember that book I told you, Batman, White Knight? Yeah, I, I haven't read that. I, I'm waiting for the trade. Okay. But I do plan Joker on... and Harley have sex in the book. I heard about that. Harley shows tits. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's an adult book. Let's back this up to Mr. Miracle. I was just reading a Mr. Miracle book. Or Big Barter. And this is a book that's on point. This ain't no mature artist. Nothing like that. She's in that book. Butt ass naked. Titties, nipples, everything. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, so. Just on the newsstand, huh? Just on the newsstand. Just pick it up. Hey, Big Barter's titties. You want to see Big Barter's Big Barter's? There you go. <laughs> so they have all this stuff going on, but we can't see a dick. Yeah, yeah, there is, and there is a, that, that is a, I, I hear that a lot, too, from feminism, too, that right. they argue that male frontal nudity is always, you know, you never get to see that, you know, because it's, you know. I mean, you, well, we one, can, we one thing, see, yeah. you can't put too many dicks in a comic book because we know the audience, the audience is male. Not too many people are going to pick up, well, yeah, they are, but I'm just saying, your general audience <laughs> isn't going to pick up a book because of a dick, you know. Yeah, you may get an outside audience that may pick up a book with a dick in it, you know. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you the biggest outrage. There's actually a bigger outrage group right now because of Batman's dick. Oh yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Is it the one about the circumcision? That's the one. Yeah, Thank I heard you. About I did that. not want to uh, scroll ah. Twitter with search <laughs> Batman's dick because I'm scared of what I will find. <laughs> but that's yeah. the one. It's I think it's genital. Rights group or something like that. Anyway, they're mad yeah. because Batman's dick circumcised. Because they yeah. said it's uh child mutilation or something. I don't know. It's child abuse that they, they consider circumcision child abuse. Yeah, so they're outraged over the book also. And honestly, I think DC might have took the dick out because of that. Like, fuck <laughs> the ten year olds. I mean, I didn't even know that exists. Yeah, I didn't know it was a <laughs> when thing they, either. When they broke it down and explained it to me, I'm like, okay, I guess I can see your point, but holy shit, are you guys like Trying hard, right? Just, <laughs> like, just outrage over everything. People are mad because there's dick. People are mad there's no dick. People are mad because the dick is circumcised. Like, yeah, 
and no one has a problem with any of the violence and fucking brutal murder that's going on. That's my biggest thing. Right. Is we make such a big deal over titties and balls and ass and sex, but we, we have no problem with killing. You know, right. we can see violence all, you know, we expose our kids to violence, all that and all that shit. No problem. But, you know, they see a boob or some balls. Oh, my God. See, you know, now you're yeah. taking me back to my childhood. <laughs> okay. I'm going to explain it. I know it sounds weird in segue because the reason I'm going back to it because I remember going to the movie theater and watching these violent movies like Robocop and Terminator and all this stuff like that. And you go watch a violent movie, you can blow anybody's heads off. You can shoot them, shoot them in the kneecap, anything. But the moment a sex scene come in, then your parents say, okay, cover your eyes. Cover your eyes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. We just saw RoboCop shoot up a crack house. <laughs> yeah. But now you're telling me to cover my, cover my eyes because some some uh, drug dealer is snorting coke off of a chick's titties? Yeah. Like, okay. Or when but it then, finally comes. But then yeah. when a guy walks in and kneecaps a guy with a gun, now I can watch that scene. Yeah. And then when you when the when the movie finally comes out on video and you can watch it by yourself without your parents around and right. you're like okay I finally get to see that scene and you're like oh and then it comes and goes and you're like that's right. it it's like a sick it just <laughs> a, a, a chick stands up just runs out of the room with, with, with nipples out like that's it yeah that's it man I waited oh, man. 15 years to see just this one scene <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it can barely show anything. Right. <laughs> and it's a dude's butt. It's a dude's ass. They didn't want me to see. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the. But hey, we turned that okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you t- kids are too soft nowadays. Um, <laughs> can't even see a damn kid. Okay. Um, so what do you rate? What do you rate this book? Back to the book. I give it a four out of five. Also, because yeah. like I said art five, five easily. Writing, yeah. I say 3.5 out of 5. There was some interesting stuff in there. It just took a while to get there. Yeah, I'm just wondering what exact... Just trying to get a grasp on what exactly is happening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, painting, painting the Waynes in a different light, that interests me. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we always had them like these, you know, patrons of, you know, sainthood. But now they're saying that maybe they've not been all rosy. And it kind of makes sense. Like I said, they're rich billionaires. What would be rich billionaire married couple has a has a perfect life? They may look oh, like yeah. it on on camera and on TV, but behind the scenes, there's some bullshit going on. Oh yeah, I'm sure they own a secret island somewhere where they have some sex cult orgies. Like, right. <laughs> you know, hiring all the porn stars and you know, <laughs> come to my island and put these weird fucking you know Greek god masks on. <laughs> right. Eyes wide shut. Some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, it's your turn. Even though I know you, we kind of shared the spotlight. I'm, I'm gonna let you go on the next one. Well, I guess since we're doing Batman, I'll do Batman Fifty Five. Cool. Okay, I had no nothing about this book, but you can go ahead and break it down for me. You want me to spoil it or go for it? I'll balls to the wall. That's, that's okay. My last here we go. Of the night. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going balls deep into this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Fifty Five. So this is an interesting read. Um, we got like two parallel stories going on at the same time. You got, you know, it starts out with Batman and Nightwing uh, beating up some mummies, uh, some straight up mummies, some Pharaoh God or whatever. I can't remember the name of the guy, but it was really, really cool. I mean, art by Tony S. Daniels and, you know, Tom King's still writing. So the art is awesome. Another gorgeous book, Batman book here. Um, they're beating up some mummies. Um, pretty cool shit happening there. And meanwhile, while that is happening, we see this one armed guy arrive at the Gotham airport. 
Um, he checks into a hotel. Um, he buys a gun um, very easily and illegally, by the way, which I'm sure the, the comic skaters will have their titties all twisted because it's making a statement on how easy it is to buy a gun. But um, <laughs> so there's that. So. Um, so, but anyways, we keep going back and forth between, you know, the one-armed man and Batman and, and Dick and Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we said no more Dick jokes. And, Night, and Nightwing, excuse me, <laughs> kicking ass. <laughs> Batman's other sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and Dick keeps making all these wisecracks and shit. And Batman's being all serious and not laughing. Um, we finally see the, the one-armed man, like, break into an apartment and kill the person who lives there in a very... Very graphic and brutal murder scene. I was like, "Wow!" Like used all nine panels, like to sh- to, to emphasize how violent this death scene was. <laughs> so he ends up setting the rifle up out the window, and he's looking for a target. He's basically a sniper. And then we cut back to Batman and Nightwing, and they're wandering, and um, then they see the bat signal. So they go to the, the GCPD. And Commissioner Gordon's there, and uh, and he says that uh, this napkin was found at this all-night restaurant and had his note written on this napkin, and it it it, it said um, it said who's afraid who's afraid of the Joker with a giant question mark, and he's like tonight oh, marks the yeah. yeah tonight marks the marks the anniversary of the War of Jokes and Riddles, riddles. Okay, yeah, and then all of a sudden, bam, Nightwing gets shot right in the head. Oh wow. And and then the end. That's it. <laughs> oh, wow. And it turns out, and I guess it turns out that the guy with the gun and the one arm is KG Beast, which I had no idea. I heard about that. I heard KG Beast was back. Yeah. So that that was him. So he just shot Nightwing in the head. Um, so um, until the end of the story, until that last page, this was just the run of the mill Batman story. You know, just the you know the the the, the dynamic duo fighting crime. Um, but then the end really came out of nowhere and kind of elevated the story, you know, is definitely making a statement about the two opposite natures of Bruce and Dick. And, and, um, so, cause you see, you know, Nightwing's cracking all these jokes and trying to be funny and you see how Batman's like not amused, like be serious, you know, we must, you know, be trained, you train hard and all that shit. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens next. I mean, I give it a 4.5 out of 5 cause it was just a fun read. With a real dick puncher of an end. <laughs> <laughs> We're so worried about Batman's dick, we forgot about Batman's other dick. Yeah, he's got two dicks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. Pretty, pretty awesome. I heard about that. I do I do want to make a recommendation. I know a lot of people heard about KGBs, but don't really know anything about KGBs. So, everybody listen, I want you to do this. If you're looking for a good KGB story, go back and read Batman. Ten Nights of the Beast. It is an awesome, awesome, awesome story with KG Beast in it. Awesome character. He hasn't been in anything else good other than that, but that book was awesome. So, I'll have yeah. to check. I've not read that. I'll have to check that. Shit yeah, ten, night, ten Nights of the Beast was awesome. It's, it's only like a four part story, so it's like okay. super quick, so it's easy to get in it. Okay, next book we have is what the fuck I'm reading. What is this? Oh. Okay, The Return of Wolverine number one. Now, like I said, there've been a thousand. Wolverine's back books that Marvel has been putting out. I haven't read any of that shit. And to be honest with you, reading this story, I don't think the writer read that shit either. Uh, the writer of this story is Charles Sewell. Sewell? Yeah. yeah. Whatever Charles Sewell. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, the same team that made the Death of Wolverine book made this book. 
Mm-hmm. And they're the same team that made uh, Old Man Logan also. So basically, I guess it's a continuation of this. Basically, how the book starts off is that Wolverine is like uh, waking up and he sees blood all over his hands, dead bodies everywhere, uh, some animals in a cage locked up, and he's bleeding out on his on his left side also, like in the same spot Batman was bleeding also. And he sees this guy bleeding out on this doctor that's bleeding out, and he goes to him and he's like, "Oh, uh, you got to help me. These guys that came here and took everything from me, you got to go at me. You got to kill them. Uh, the name is the Satoria. I think I'm maybe fucking the name up. Satoria, and they're led by this evil bad chick named Persephone. So you have to go. You have to find them. You have to kill them because if you don't, they have the uh, the technology to destroy the world or to take over the world. And you're the person to stop him. Like I'm just one man. How am I gonna take it over? You got to do it. You're the Wolverine. You got to do it. And then there's one more thing you got to do also before you leave. And he grabs Wolverine's hand makes it a fist and then puts the fist up to his head he like you have to kill me you're like wait what i'm not gonna kill you you're like you have to be the one to kill me because if you don't if they capture me it's bad for the rest of the world because my knowledge in my head is enough to destroy everything but before wolverine is looking at him crazy i don't know what the hell to do a, gren- a grenade goes into the room uh blows up the room of course kills the doctor or anything like that wolverine gets blown up too but you know he heals because he heals or whatever like that but it's one little bit of that same part that is on his side that was attacked actually doesn't heal for some reason, everything heals him except that little part right there. So Wolverine walks out of the room. He sees this military camp. Before he goes down there, he sees this motorcycle there at the top of the cage. And he also sees a, a assault rifle. So he puts the assault rifle on his back, gets the motorcycle, rides down to the military base, sees the military base. He sees it's actually really an internment camp where these other scientists and these families are down there. The They just, these uh, military dudes and army just start torching everything, just start blowing up everything. And then they see Wolverine riding towards them on a motorcycle. So they start sniping him and shit like that. So Wolverine pulls out a assault rifle and starts shooting these guys. So I'm going to tell you right now. Wolverine with an assault rifle is some awesome shit. <laughs> You're just taking out motherfuckers left and right. But eventually they get him and they take him out. And he wakes up and he's uh, helped up by this, this other scientist. She said uh, somebody had kidnapped her son, killed her family. It's the same team, the Satoria army led by persephone and wolverine you have to be the one to get these guys you have to be the one to kill him he's like first off why, why does everybody keep calling me wolverine who the fuck is wolverine and like wait what so yes he has amnesia again <laughs> he doesn't know who he is so she's going back telling him the whole story of who he is how he came to be wolverine and even the story of why he wears yellow and blue the reason he wears yellow and blue because there was a story about this guy this this grown old guy that got fired from his job so he put on like some kind of uh war suit or whatever like that basically a terrorist you know a school active shooter whatever like that so he just he tries to go into a hospital but wolverine decides to wear the blue yellow and blue of that country because he said that bird that flies that's that symbol is so distracting that they always focus on that bird so he wanted that shooter to only focus on him because while he's getting ready to shoot these bad guys or shoot the innocent people he just see this yellow and blue dude running at him he just turns all this fire on him which is what wolverine wanted him to do he shoots a shot at wolverine Wolverine heals up, takes the claws out, and before he turns, he got a hamburger, cuts to the next scene, you know. So, obviously, Wolverine chopped that dude up to pieces and shit like that. And, and Wolverine tells the, the woman that's telling the story, so you saying I'm a hero because I kill people? They're like, no, you're a hero because you save people. You know, blah, 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 whatever. Trying to cut to the end. I forgot what happened at the end. And Wolverine, oh, Wolverine actually meets Persephone. He finally gets to Persephone and say, so you're the bad guy of the story. And Persephone's like, oh, that's what they told you? And then she kisses him. And that's how the story ends. So, yeah. Fucking Wolverine. Just, you know, just 
gets all the chicks. <laughs> it's, it's Wolverine, man. It's his animal magnetism or some shit, you know. You know, that's, he's the he's the bad boy. Yeah, he's got that musk. That, I mean, what, what you want, clean-cut Scott Summers? Or you want bad boy thug Wolverine? I mean, Gene Gray, make your choice. <laughs> oh, not hard to understand. Hey, honestly, it's interesting because I just thought about this. We've been reviewing all these DC books and all these DC books doing fucked up shit like people getting killed and dick swinging and shit like that. So it's good to see a Marvel book that, you know, takes it to the next level. Violence, Wolverine cursing, people getting stabbed, people getting shot. I'm like, wait, I'm reading a Marvel book again? This feels like an old Marvel book. So I thought it was pretty cool. I, honestly, I give this book, I give this book a, a four out of five because I still don't know what the fuck going on in it. It's just cool seeing Wolverine doing Wolverine shit. That's all. I'm just one, yeah, because I, I read the whole Death of Wolverine arc, even though leading up to that, and how he died. I mean, he got infected, his healing factor wasn't working. And they had to suck the fucking, you know, they, he could, he wasn't allowed to pop his claws because every time he pops his claws, he cuts himself doing that. Yeah, so he had to fight he, through the pain and stuff. And yeah. yeah, and then they weren't healing. And yeah, so there was all this shit going on. And then they melted him into, they basically poured him into adamantium yeah and, and that was it i don't so i'm wondering how the i haven't read any of these they, they, dude there's been so many books so many books yeah leading up to him coming back and i'm like i don't want to read any of this shit there was so many what well, the Psylocke back as a white woman one of those books was it you know yeah like, I, what the hell are you talking about what does it have to do with wolverine i was just reading old man logan the whole time so like one he was alive yeah. yeah he was well, alive to me the whole time so i don't Yes, we run around. I like like those books all say like we were looking for Wolverine, but the books be about something completely different. It's about uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage trying to have a threesome, some shit. You know what the fuck they got to do with Wolverine? But and now this book, he just got amnesia. So I guess I guess we can just ignore all the other bullshit. Yeah, which is weird because Soul wrote the the death of Wolverine too. He wrote that. He wrote wrote all those stories. So basically, I'm pretty sure he's gonna ignore all the other bullshit and he's just gonna just focus on this book. So. This is the book that's going to tell us how Wolverine came back. Oh. I, I hope. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. All right. So, I guess I'll, since we're on Marvel, well, I guess, yeah, all I got is Marvel left. So, okay. So, I'll do Venom, number six. So, this wraps up the whole God of the Symbiote uh, arc. Um, we have the final confrontation between Venom and Null, the Symbiote God. Um, now, Venom also has. Rex Strickland's symbiote inside him. So this issue is just all-out action. It's Venom armed to the teeth with guns and a total throwback to Spawn. He looks just like Spawn, <laughs> you know, with the all packing all these guns and shit. And he goes up against the giant symbiote dragon, and they beat the crap out of each other. That's pretty much what this issue is. It's just all fight, fighting and shit. Really cool fight scenes. It's just an all-out brawl. Um, uh, finally, Venom gets Null to come out of his dragon form and expose himself. And they just happen to be in, like, this metal forge, like, refinery, like this factory, um, when it happens. So Null is is right about to kill Venom, but then Venom grabs a hold of Null and opens one of the furnaces and starts burning Null. And they all start burning. You know, Null burns to death. All the, the symbiotes that he had burn to death. And Venom's symbiote starts burning to death, too, because he's trying to protect Eddie from the fire. But in order to destroy Null, they have to burn him so long that Eddie ends up dying, too. So it looks like Eddie's dead. So Ed, Ed, Ed's dead. Uh, 
Yeah, not a month before the movie comes out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and Venom, Venom number seven is coming out next month, so we'll see how that goes. But um, <laughs> other than that, five out of five. You know, awesome ending oh, to an awesome okay, story. So we're back. We're back to okay. So they had, a, I guess they had an off month with Venom, but now we're back to classic Venom again. Yeah, I mean, this was just all out action. It's cool. I mean, this was just a cool storyline. And this was just the this was the final battle, the the, the payoff. And it was okay. just cool. Be- between you and Comic Cast and Gomer, y'all won't stop talking about Danny Cates. So what I'm gonna I- do, I'm gonna just go back on Marvel Unlimited and just start from the beginning and just read as much Danny Cates as I can because y'all will not stop talking about this guy. And this is the only one I'm reading of. Like I'm not reading any of that. Cosmic Ghost Rider shit. I'm not reading any of that. Or his Thanos? Is he reading that Thanos? Is he doing Thanos? Yeah, they, they review all that shit. The Ghost Rider and Thanos. That shit is wild as fuck. Like I said, I'm just going by what they said on that book. They said in the Cosmic Ghost Rider, uh, Ghost Rider raised Thanos as his own son. And But okay. since Cosmic Ghost Rider used to be Punisher, Thanos is a Punisher. We got the Punisher skull on with guns and shit. I don't know what the fuck going on in that book, man. It sounds crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I, I but this, the, the Venom was the only one I, I, I was reading. You know, I thought the, I thought Cosmic Ghost Rider sounded stupid, so I didn't read it. But I guess I might have to, you know, yeah, I got Marvel Unlimited. I'll probably go back and start reading that shit too. Yeah, because basically uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, you know, he was Frank Castle. He became Galactus Herald or some shit and whatever. I heard about that and I was just like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but but Thanos Punisher and he he shows up seeing Ghost Rider like, hey, Dad, <laughs> you know, some shit. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I think you were telling me like Thanos had like Hulk as a dog or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it was wild as fuck, man. Yeah, just weird shit. So <laughs> yeah, and he was like, you know how Ghost Rider got the th- uh the the pin and stare that fucks you up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Thanos was just staring at this shit for fun. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. Yeah, like, so like, like, look at all, look at all the fucked up shit I used to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, how fucked up are you to do some shit like that? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, oh yeah, am I am I next? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got. Uh, hold on, hold on. We have Justice League number eight, but it's really. Legion of Doom Part Two, because like every oh, so often they change the book, and Legion of Doom becomes the main starter books. Okay, that's okay. right. So that's what happened here. Like I said, last issue I left off, uh, Starman showed up in the Hall of Justice, and we're telling the Justice League, "When are you gonna die?" Blah blah blah. I got the secret of whatever's going along. So let's rewind time back to 1988. In 1988, this satellite sees the totality. Like I said, the totality breaks through all time and space and shit like that. Anybody can see it. So. The totality uh, passes by Earth, and it strikes one guy, and that one guy becomes Starman. So apparently, since the, to- the totality is kind of like fucking up the-, the DC timeline, like giving people powers that it didn't give before and all this stuff like that. So it's 1988, Starman's got power. He's a superhero, stuff like that. And he gets fucked up and beat up by Lex Luthor. Apparently, Lex Luthor wants this totality so bad he made a time machine to go back and fuck this guy up and torture him to get the information on how he got the totality. So that's why he shows up in the Justice League Hall of Justice to tell him that uh, Lex Luthor got some information that y'all need to know about. And he's really fucking up some shit. So Lex Luthor is so desperate to get this information about the totality, he decides to do the one thing that he said he wasn't going to do. He was going to go down to the basement of the Legion of Doom which he has locked away with four, with the most secure shit in the multiverse to talk to the Batman who laughs, who is locked up in a chain, 
in like 50 million chains that nobody can get to because you want to make sure that Batman, who lasts, can't lose. And he's talking to him and shit like that and trying to get information out of him. Information can't get out of him. And the Batman who laugh uh, tells Lex Luthor he actually pulls out a, a lockpick out of his tongue. He's like, Lex, I could have got, I'm Batman. Let, let me understand this one now. I'm not Joker. I am Joker, but I'm really Batman. I could have broke out this shit anytime I fucking felt like it. Only reason I'm here because I like fucking with you. You know, so basically doing this whole Silence of the Lambs type thing going back and forth like that, you know. But while they're doing it back and forth, we cut to the other scene where Manta, Black Manta and Cheetah are looking for this other part that can help, help control the totality. So they come onto this this docking, this dock station, whatever like that. And Black Manta says, I'm looking for this captain named, uh, what, what was his name? I'll make, I'll make up a name, Patriots, some shit like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking for this captain. Anybody who tells me where this captain is right now, you'll be the first one to live. But I'm going to kill everybody else. And uh, one dude just pops up. He's in this light tower. He's in this light tower. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. I, I told you first. He's like, thanks. Remember I told you I was going to let you live? I lied. He visions every fucking body on the, on the, on the shore or whatever like that. So then they rush in, and Cheetah sees the captain run away, and he sees them. He's like, oh, shit. So he runs off. But the thing is, Cheetah, and I actually looked this up in the DC Wikipedia, she's actually faster than Superman. So she catches the guy easily, slits his fucking throat, and she looks at him like, oh, you thought that was going to stop me, huh? Your magic's not going to work on me. And then she shows up like, because I got some magic shit that helps me kill gods. Isn't that right? Poseidon. So apparently the captain they were looking for is Poseidon, the god of the seven seas. Uh, Cheetah just slits his throat like nothing. She's like, I've been wanting to do that for the longest because I know he's related to Wonder Woman. So I know she's going to feel that shit. You know? So they leave him in there, blow up his lighthouse, whatever like that. And yeah, he's dead. And they're just happy and shit, you know, because they got whatever they was looking for. So cut back to the Silence of the Lamb scene with Lex Luthor and the Batman who laughs, talking shit like that. And Lex Luthor's tired of the Batman left, not giving him any information. He's like, I'm going to leave you. He's like, Lex, if you leave, I'm not going to tell you about her. He's like, who's her? Wait, 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 what her? What her am I looking for? Her with the source wall. What do you think? The source wall was a prison, right? Who do you think they were locking away? When the source wall was broken away, of course, she was in it. And her name is Perpetua. She is the person who controls the totality. She is the person you're really looking for. You control her, you control the totality. Okay, so where is she? You're like, ah, that's the question. And they cut to the scene, and apparently she's in that totality machine that the Justice League had back in the Hall of Justice. So she's in the Hall of Justice with the Justice League. So that's how the book ends. So this book, I, here's the thing. The Legion of Doom books are way better than the regular Justice League. Because they're written by somebody else. <laughs> Scott Snyder just fucks himself all up with these other books i don't know what the fuck's going on this shit just straightforward get to the point i know what the hell's going on so yeah next week we're going to be back with with scott snyder and i don't know what the fuck's going to happen in this book again so i guess i got to wait for another legion of doom book to find out what the fuck's going on in this in this story so it's just universes colliding with each other and they gotta go find some Thing, some key that's actually a planet and, and it should be just that simple but scott snyder finds a way to fuck that up yeah. So I don't know. Four to five. I mean, this is no standard. <laughs> Four to five, huh? Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's it's this other Justice League story to destroying the universe. I mean, that's that's every Justice League story, you know. Yeah. But at least I understood what the fuck was going on in this one. Yeah. So that's why I give it a four out of five. So yeah. Uh, I'm I'm booked out. So I'm all right, you have it from there. I'll just go. I'll just do one more. I I was gonna do a Mortal Hulk, but not much happens. Just uh, Justice League. 
Avengers. Avengers are after the Hulk now. So basically, <laughs> basically okay. all that happens in the in the, in the new Immortal Hulk. Uh, but I'll go with the the Captain America Annual number one. Okay. So um, now this is not by Coates. It's by Teeny Howard. Uh, I don't know who and, he is, but okay. And art by Chris Sprouse, Ron Lim, Carl Story, Walden Wong, Scott Hanna. And oh, yeah, that's, that's old school there. Okay. Yeah, G- Jesus Albertov, Eric Arcianega, and Israel Silva. A lot of people working on this motherfucker. Yes. Yeah, but it's a big book. It's an annual. It's a big book. Hmm. Um, so basically, we're taking it back to World War II. And uh, Cap and Bucky are behind enemy lines in Germany, and they find a family of civilians that have uh, escaped a, a concentration camp, and they basically escort them. They're trying to escort them to safety. You know, they got the Nazis hot on their trail. They're trying to defend themselves and all that shit. Um, pretty cool war story. Just having Cap be Cap and seeing what makes him a cool character, and you know, he's such a he's such a good guy, righteous and forthright. Um, there is some there is some definite social commentary as usual. You know, the prisoners were not Jews but Russians who okay. fled who fled Germany or fled to Germany from Russia to escape religious persecution, you know, only to have them have to escape Nazis. So there's that fine little uh, commentary going on in there. Um, one of them is gay and he basically makes Cap promise him to take him to America. Because he thinks that he will be treated better in the U.S., so go figure that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, they make it to this uh, Nazi radio tower, which is located like on this cliff by 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 this ocean, and they're trying to call in for the rescue. Um, and of course, they end up getting attacked. A bunch of Nazi tanks show up, and the warplanes are coming in, and they're basically defending against that. And then the Howling Commandos show up in a submarine and basically save the day. Um, so that's about it. Um, pretty cool story. It's an annual, so it's just giving us an old school Captain America story that's not in canon with the stuff that's going on now. Just a good old greatest hits story, which and it was fun. It was a lot of fun, just showcasing how cool Captain America is. So I give it a four out of five. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know? Okay. Okay, pretty good. Seemed like it was a lot of fortifiers, except for Venom was higher and the Batman. Yeah, yeah. Other dick book was higher. <laughs> uh, shoot, any, any more you got? That's it. Oh, cool. That's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we got an epic one. Uh, like I said, this is bigger, <laughs> longer, <laughs> more girth. Right. <laughs> Giant size. <laughs> so yeah. So like I said, this is another issue we have. Uh, if you Definitely, some other podcasts we have. We have Comics Cast, which probably gonna have a their own set of fifty million dick jokes. Also, with the Batman damn book, uh, this geeks and comics. We're gonna have Instruments of Destruction. The bit, uh, the shit, I'm fucking my words. Bumblebee trailer just dropped. We didn't talk about it because I don't give a shit about trailers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no shit. It will drop tomorrow, actually. Okay. Yeah, but like <laughs> I said, I don't give a shit about it. I'm not emotionally invested in this shit, but I know who is. I thought you were a big Transformer. You go see all the movies. I thought. You... I just go see him just to go see him. To be honest with you, I, just, I completely forget about it the moment I leave out. <laughs> but yeah, but you know who does care? That is Gomer and the Instruments of Destruction. They will probably yeah. have a two-hour podcast just on that trailer. They were already geeking out about the just the steel shots that came out. So 
Let him have that. Uh, talking vows, some more foosball. Uh, which seem to be outpacing us in the podcast. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, what is that? I, what's it called? Because I can't find it on my on my podcast app. I don't I know sh- vows, balls, but what, whatever. Tennessee. What's it actually called? Because I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it's. I, yeah. It, it's on it's on the list. It's on the list somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Geeks ass. That's just a podcast. It was with them. Uh, Hoodoo TV. Uh, get Valiant. Like I said, shitload of podcasts. Listen to all of them. We all dropping something new this week. Uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk to you guys next week. Same Bat Dick channel. Same <laughs> Bat Dick time. <laughs> Choke hold the bear.